Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Kahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I'd like to read the first verse again. It said, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, God, that we've had this opportunity to be here this morning. Lord, to witness your spirit, your power, God, in this place. We're so thankful that we have access, Lord, to the throne of grace this morning. We are definitely needy people, God. You know our lives from the beginning to the end, Lord. You know, Lord, the things that we face every day, the battles that occur the things that happen in our lives and around our lives that affect our lives, God. You see it all, Lord. There's nothing hid, Lord, from you. So, God, you know what each day, Lord, holds for us. So we pray, God, for your help as we look at this passage of Scripture today. We pray most of all for your anointing to be able, Lord, to preach to bring out God's word today. Help us to think upon these things, Lord, for just a little while, because we need your help. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been quite a few years ago. I was out in the garage cleaning out and everybody I know that we have done that <laughs> things get so cluttered up and and there was a box there and I grabbed that box and started to throw it away and there was some writing on it and there was this writing right here I got to looking at that I want to read this to you this has been a blessing and the Lord had given me this for a reason and I'm going to give it to you, to you this morning for the same reason. It says this. This is a piece of cardboard. <laughs> I can tell I cut it out. Because this is a, it was the only reading that I knew that was on it. Just think. You're not here. Just think. You're here not by chance, but by God's choosing. His hand formed you and made you the person you are. He compares you to no one else. You are one of a kind. You lack nothing that His grace can't give you. He has allowed you to be here 
his time in history to fulfill his special purpose for this generation. Amen. Amen. God's work, here in the, in the 11th verse it said, He has made everything beautiful in His time. Amen. God has set us here together for a purpose and a reason. Amen. To use us for His kingdom and for His glory. Huh? To be a light and a witness to our families, to our neighbors, to our friends, to those we work with. Amen. Praise God. To everything there is a season. And I thought about that. What is the season? I don't know how much preaching here I'll do this morning. I want to read my notes. I want to, I want to, maybe this will be a Sunday school lesson, whatever the Lord gives us. But I don't want to miss this. <clears throat> to everything, there is a season. And that season means a period of time in our lives where we go through changes. In Ecclesiastes 3, it reads of 28 different seasons of life. And one thing is for sure in those seasons, it's all about change. There are good changes and bad changes. And there will always be changes in our lives. But there is one thing that never changes, and that is God. Amen? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. How it is how, listen, and this is what I want to get to you in the message this morning. It is how, uh, <clears throat> let me back up. <clears throat> it is how we deal with those changes in our lives, those seasons in our lives. Uh, is when we go through those seasons. Those changes in our lives, those seasons in our lives, is what matters. Amen? In other words, how you handle them and how you deal with those changes is going to determine where your, your eternal destiny is. Amen? And it's going to determine the person you are. Well, let me back up. It's hard to read and, and try to preach at the same time for me. <clears throat> we... As God's people have the Holy Spirit as our comforter and our helper in those changes in our lives. We have a choice to make when bad changes come in our lives. We can hold on to the bad changes and let them control our lives and be enslaved to them and lose the joy and, and live a defeated state of life where we miss out on the blessings that God has given us <clears throat> Why we still have the time in this life. Or we can choose to move on by the grace of God and not live in the past 
by the by what has broken our hearts and what uh, <clears throat> and what uh, the bad changes that has come in our lives. And we can make each day count. God will carry us through. The songwriter said, in seasons of distress and grief, my soul has often found relief. Amen. And often escaped the tempter's snare by thy return, sweet hour prayer. God uses changes, listen, to shape and mold our lives into the character and the individual He wants us to be. In both good and bad changes in our lives. Right. Amen. And as I looked at this, uh, I don't know, it, uh, I think it was Friday the first time I really started digging into it. Uh, what had happened, I was doing a daily devotional and I was looking at, at that book. I've read it again. It's from January. It goes all the way through the year. And this guy, he, he was uh, in the Wesling, Wesling organization. Great man, great Christian, great writer. Huh? But he said uh, on this particular day, it was talking about time. And he, and he said what uh, he, was, he was reading a book or whatever it was. And he said, I want you, they said, I want you to record your time. Huh? Every 15 minutes, record everything you do. And uh, uh, and he started uh, recording them, and he was surprised. Uh, he said, he, I was so surprised of the time wasted during the day. Huh? But anyways, I thought about this this morning. Huh? Uh, you know, we're only get, we're given the same time. Everybody has the same time, a 24-hour day. Hmm? No more. You can't take away from it, and you can't add to it. That's all we got in each day. But then I thought about seasons. Huh? What is seasons? Huh? That is time huh? that happens in our lives. It's things we go through. Huh? Maybe it's a trial. Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's a good thing. Huh? But it's a time it's that season starts until that season ends, huh? And I thought about this, man. Huh? In the bad changes and in the hard things, my friend, people has lost out and lost the victory. Right. Huh? They hold on to those bad changes. Huh? Listen, huh? My mom, huh, has been holding on to the death of my dad since he's died. Huh? She can't get over it. Huh? She can't get through it. And I, I've never been there. I don't know. I don't understand. But I've had, had other men my age that have lost their fathers and their mothers are still alive and with them. But they grieve my they grieve themselves to death over this season of death. Huh? But I want to tell you something this morning. Huh? It's not only death. Huh? There's mistreatment. Huh? And other people has mistreated you. Huh? And there's grudges. 
huh? There's disputes. There's division. There's church splits, huh? All these things. I know I got it. I should read the notes, huh? But all these things, my friend, have impacted. I'm preaching to the Christian this morning, not the world, huh? Has impacted the lives of Christians, and they hold on to those bad changes, my friend, and it changes their lives, and they lose the victory, huh? And they can't move on. I want to tell you something, my friend. Biblically, we got to move on. We can't stay in that place because God's will is not in that place. He wants us to move on. And I know it's hard. Some of the things, the stories that I hear and understand, I've never experienced them. Huh? So, sir, you don't know what I'm going through. No, you, I don't know what you're going through. But I know who God is. And I know who gives the victory. Amen. Praise God. I tell you, I went through a divorce. I tell you, it broke me down. I know I told you that. Killed me. Divided me. Stomped me down in the ground. I tell you, I never had no hope. Never. I tell you, all my hope was gone. I thought of my children more than anything else. What is going to happen in their life? I said, Lord, just everything that's happened, just lay it on me. Give me the burden and leave them alone. Huh? God came through. <laughs> and give me strength, my friend, to overcome it. And give me the victory. Are you somebody special? Not at all. God's no respecter persons. What he does for one, he'll do for the other. That's right. yeah. Amen. Thought about Courtney as I was studying this and all that she's been through through her fertility, trying to become pregnant, all the doctors, all the medicine, all the prayer. Huh? It doesn't happen. She's testified about it. She's told us about it. She had a choice. This was the season in her life. Huh? A bad change in life. A bad season in her life. Huh? But she trusted God. And he turned it around. Huh? And helped her through it. I don't know if these are the right words. You deserve more than what I'm getting ready to preach to you. And, and, and touched her. And helped her. And she trusted. Uh, he, he, she trusted in him. Huh? And believed in him. Because she knew that he, that he was the only one that could take her through it. And give her hope. And help her to overcome what? Defeated her! Huh? And what'd he do? <laughs> he made a better, better character and a better person. She's more closer to the Lord. She'll stand up and tell you. She's more closer to God today than she's ever been. Huh? And she don't even have to tell me that. My friend, I see that. I see what victory can do in a life. Huh? I can see what an overcomer can do. Amen. 
Me and her has got a close relationship. She calls me every evening. We talk about our day. Go on down. You know what? The preacher's got their wives. I got my daughter. And wherever I go, wherever, if I ever, God ever tells me to go somewhere and preach, she's going with me. She's been my help and my strength. But through her, I see, through what all she's been through, I see her wisdom and her knowledge and what God has done for her. Uh, so we have a choice. We can take those bad changes and those bad seasons uh, and we can dwell on them uh, and lose out. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me go over here. <clears throat> Let me look at it. Let's look at time. <clears throat> it said time is the key word in chapter 3 in this message today. Webster's Dictionary says time is a period between two events or a measurable interval. Our lives are controlled by time. We measure time by everything we do in our lives. God knows how much time we have. He knew when we would be born, and He knows when we're going to die, and He knows the time in between, which is our lives. We use watches, clocks, phones, calendars to order our lives. We, we have all the same amount of time each day. I know I said that, 24 hours. No matter your status in life, no one has more or less time than another. How we use our time matters to God. He knows much. He knows uh, how much time you spend on this or that. He also knows how much time you spend on Him and His Word. And the time is something we can never give back. Huh? Once it's gone, the time's gone, it's gone. Huh? And I remember this. My nephew, Jake, we was talking one time, and I said, oh, something about never. I said, oh, I'll never do that. And he said, don't ever say never. Huh? And I don't know, for some reason, that stuck with me. Don't ever say never. Then I found out, yeah. I think he's right. Because I said never on that and it happened. <laughs> but then when I was studying this and I say never, that's something that's true. You can never. The time's gone. The day's gone. It's far spent. It's over with. You can never gain that time back. Right, right. Huh? I don't know what it is. I just This just hit me. But it, it seems like Courtney was so right. Here, here, I think it was last year was talking about this. But when you go and you're around your family, you know it's a special time. You're with your kids. I'll just use me as an example. I'm with my kids and my grandkids. <clears throat> it's just a great thing to spend that time together, you know. And, uh, and then I don't know what it is with me. It seems like after I leave, I kind of get sad. 
Did I spend the quality time, the right time with them? Or did I not spend the right time with them? I don't know. But when I'm home and by myself, huh, I realize how special that time was. Huh? But that's a time that I can never get back. Huh? So in other words, like you said, we need to enjoy that time together with family and with friends. Huh? Enjoy the moment and the time because we'll never get it back. We might not ever have that opportunity again to tell someone that we love them and appreciate them and thank them for everything that they've done for me or you. Huh? Time. Time. This will be a short message, but we'll get to it. Let me find out where I'm at here. I don't know whether to go down through each of these things here. And in and people as and commentator writers has it has interpreted them different ways, a time to be born, a time to die. That's pretty basic. Time to plant, time to pluck up, time to weep, and a time to mourn, time to laugh. I'm, I'm not going to read all them uh, and my own things. <clears throat> but uh, I thought about this. Time. Make it count. <clears throat> Life is too short to waste. It's too short to allow us to remember insults and carry grudges. It's too short to allow sins and mistakes and failures of the past to put a cloud over our today and its usefulness. Uh, to, uh, too short to miss the joy of family and friends. I just said that. Huh? Too short to give the devil any part of your day. We can do more with our lives if we could only recognize, listen, how brief they are. William Booth said, It is not how many years you live, but what we do with them that counts. Huh? The most, listen, and, and, and these are time notes I wrote down here. <clears throat> <clears throat> the most important thing about time is it is a time to be saved. Your life is short and if you keep putting it off, you will run out of time. You hear me? Huh? Paul went and testified before King Agrippa. I believe it was Agrippa. I'm <laughs> not a very good Bible. can't remember my Bible very well. But I believe it was Agrippa. And he told him his story and his testimony, huh? And, and, and Paul, uh, giving those words of his life and everything he's been through, how God changed him, knocked him off his horse, blinded him, huh? saved him, converted him. And I want to tell you, 
Oh, King Agrippa, huh? He was listening to that, my friend. He was hearing the testimony, and he could hear the Spirit in it, feel the Spirit of God, huh? And he had his, he had the King's full attention, huh? He said, "Thou almost persuaded me <laughs> to become a Christian." He was the Roman king, the Roman heathen king, huh? I'm not mistaken, I think it was him, maybe it was another. He said, I'll call for you when there comes a more convenient season. In other words, he said, I'm not going to be a Christian now. Huh? But maybe somewhere down the road. I want to tell you something, people. Huh? Believe me, thousands and thousands, maybe even millions of people, huh, have come to that place where the Spirit of God has been so strong and so real, and God give them a choice, huh? and they put it off. Huh? Not today. Maybe another convenient season. Maybe another time. I want to tell you something. And the time never came again. Huh? The Holy Spirit never moved again. It was cut off. That was their time. That was their calling. The Scripture said, No man cometh to God, huh? lest the Spirit draw him. Do you understand that this morning? I tell you, a lot of people don't understand it. But God's got to be in it. If God's not in it, then it's man-made. And He'll never get saved. But they put it off and said no. huh? And death came. And they're in hell right now. huh? And in torment. Don't put it off. The most important time you'll ever do and then the most important thing you'll ever do is give your life to Christ. Amen. And be saved. Because you'll never get that back. Uh, the day of grace, my friend, one of these days is going to be cut off. And that will be the end of it. Uh, it also said <clears throat> that our life it is like a vapor. It appeareth for just a little while. And then it's gone. How true is that? huh? Just a little while. And it's gone. No one knows the time. When Jesus will return. Only God knows. Then. <clears throat> when the time will be. <clears throat> so you think about that. We never know when Jesus is coming back. We never know when the end is. Huh. So that time is unknown to us. Huh. But the scripture said, we know this time. Today is the day of salvation. Today in the time is the day of salvation. In other words, be saved today. Huh? And when Christ comes back again that time, it won't even make a difference to you. Right. Hmm. You'll be carried away in the bosom <laughs> up into the Father's house. Right. Amen. Now I thought about this. We don't know when Christ is coming. He's been gone. Or he has been in heaven at least 2,000 years or over. 
But here's what the scripture said about time. It said, God, to God, a thousand years is as a day. And a day as a thousand years. Huh? So with that being in mind and that said, huh, in the eyes of God, Jesus has only been gone two days. Huh? Think about it. Huh? Two days. He's been gone 2,000 years, we'll say. To God, He's only been gone two days. I preached last week, I think it was, His time's right, season's ripe. Huh? He's coming again soon. Amen. Don't put it off. Right. Hallelujah. And there, one of them I looked up was 21 verses of uh, about time. Another one was 51. I didn't go through all them. So I kind of wrote these, just these little, a few of them I thought was important. <clears throat> but the Bible does say this. Take time to be holy. Huh? Take time to be righteous. Take time to be godly. And I want to tell you something. And if, any, if this preaching, my friend, is to me this morning, right to me. Take time in your life for daily devotions. Right. Take time in your life to get alone with God. Huh? Not only just to read His Word and look at His Word, but to pray to Him. Amen? Tell Him all about the things that are on your heart and on your mind. The things that you're going through. The things you're worried about. He's your Heavenly Father. Didn't you used to come to your dad and tell him the things that was bothering you? He's our Heavenly Father. He'll help us. Yes. Amen? I know i got to quit. Praise God. I was thinking about this, and this is a whole other message in itself. <clears throat> in Luke's Gospel, let me find it here. Chapter 21, 12. I tell you, this is right where people's at today. I mean, if, if this verse wasn't so alive and so true, it's this these verses here today. And I thought about this, <clears throat> how, how up to date it is. This is what Jesus said. <clears throat> and he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. That's time. And said, take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> you get that? Huh? This rich farmer, my friend, huh? He went out, my friend, and sowed the seed, huh? 
Huh? And it brought forth plentiful. It brought more than it. There was more crop, more fruit, more food than he had places to store it. Huh? He was blessed. Huh? How many people today, my friend, are stuffing their 401ks, my friend, with money and never think a thing about their eternal soul? Huh? It's four oh is 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 stuffing money in your four oh one K Roth? No, it's a great thing, huh? But I want to tell you something, God's first. Right. You don't even own the money that you have, it's God. He's giving you the, the grace, huh, and the, the knowledge and the physical strength to earn the money. Right. The very breath that you breathe, my friend, he's given to you. But man don't care. They don't look at God. They look at self. Huh? And he built those. He said, I'll just build bigger ones. Huh? I'm set for life. I got $400,000 in my 401k. And when I retire, I'm going to buy me a mini home. And I'm going to get the best Jeep and, and hit it on the back. And I'm going to go out and enjoy life. Huh? I'm going to go to all the recreation area. I'm going to drink the finest wine and eat the finest food and drink all the beer I want. Huh? I'll have the money to do it. This is the attitude of this rich farmer. Huh? I'm, going to, I'm just going to sit back huh? and put all my goods in those new barns. Huh? And I'm going to eat and I'm going to drink and I'm going to be merry. Woo! Life's going to be good for me. What did God say? But God said unto him, Thou fool. Thou fool! This night thy soul is required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself is, and is not rich towards God. You get it? Huh? All these material things huh, are going to burn up and be gone. Huh? You don't have the guarantee. Us in here that are still working, we don't have the guarantee that will retire. Huh? Right. We might not even have the guarantee of working next week. Huh? But the rich man, he was set. He was, he was ready. Huh? To take his ease. But God said, your soul, your life, huh, is required of you this night. Huh? You're gone. And that was the end of him. Where did he end up? He ended up in hell. Just like the rich man in Lazarus' story. Huh? I had an uncle. I'll tell you this. It reminded me of him. That family here exists. This is good. I get in trouble. I don't care, I'm telling you the truth. <clears throat> All he thought about was money and becoming a millionaire. That was his goal. 
save as much money as you can, uh, cut out, you know, all the things he could cut out to save money, because huh? he wanted to be a millionaire. He just wanted money. He wanted to be rich. And he did. He became a millionaire. Huh? He didn't live like a millionaire, but he came one. He had the money. That's how much money he had. When he died, he was in his 60s and still healthy. He had all that money that he saved all those years. Huh? It didn't profit him anything. It didn't profit him nothing. His daughter got it. Stuffed the bank full of money. Lived all those years. We're talking about time. That's what I'm preaching about, time. All that time, huh? Stuffed all that money. Huh? And then he died. Huh? And never enjoyed any of it. God said, whose will these things be? They're not going to be yours. Somebody else is going to get them. I heard, I know you've heard this. I've heard of people being buried in cars. Buried in sickles. I, I think that is so stupid. I can't help it. It's like a mockery. Huh? <clears throat> Job said, which is true, he said, naked came I into this world, and naked shall I live. <clears throat> I come in this world with nothing, and I'm going to go out with nothing. Huh? But blessed be the name of the Lord, he said. Because he was going to be with God. Right. Huh? Praise the Lord. Even though these skin worms, these maggots, destroy my body, yet in my flesh I shall see my Savior. Because I know my Redeemer liveth. Huh? And he shall stand on the latter day. That's Christ, huh? With the nails in his hands and in his feet to prove this is the Christ that died for me. I'm going to see him personally and all this stuff that I went through here on earth don't matter. It's gone. Huh. But now I have eternity huh. with my Redeemer. Amen. Praise God. I don't have much money. I don't have much saved back. Matter of fact, uh, old Stephanie, I was going to come and live with her. So they fixed up the little garage back there, a little shed. It needed a new roof, needed some new boards. Uh, it's where they stored the lawnmowers and, and the rakes and the shovels and all that stuff, you know, that they don't have in the big garage. And it was getting pretty bad shape. You kind of look in there and you kind of see where the wood was rotten. The shingles was blown off. <clears throat> and they built the house. And they had those contractors to remodel it. She sends me a picture and says, Dad, here's your house. It's ready. <laughs> and we laughed and we joked, you know. Huh? But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not living for this world. 
I'm living for the next one. Amen. Amen. That's the one that we want to have down, nailed down, and down down pat. Uh, We have the assurance in our heart that's where we're going. It's not a fantasy, church, and we know that. It's not a figure of our imagination and our thoughts. And because this book here said it was, we know that our Redeemer liveth. Because He's changed our heart and our life. Amen. Yes, Praise God. Huh? Give your time to God. God. God knows. Listen. Huh? God knows what the things. He knows our lives and our business. He knows the things that we have to do. He knows we got families to take care of. We got jobs. We got responsibilities, my friend. But He knows all these things, huh? And, and He understands, huh? But He and we need to take the time for Him, huh? You know, and I know I don't have to preach on tithes in this church. <laughs> We've been so blessed. People's paid their tithes. Huh? Pay, paid their uh, tithes to the church, supported the church, my friend. Our coffers are full. Thank God for that. Uh, what a blessing for the little church to have the money and the treasure that it has. But I tell you, I always give 10% of my income um, because that's the way my dad done it. The Bible uh, talks about Abraham and his 10%. So I always give 10% right off the top. Before the taxes, before the insurance, and before everything else, just give 10% to God. And He's blessed me and helped me. And give. There's Listen, I can test. I know I told you I was going to stop. But I'll tell you something. There's days I felt so bad with this physical condition that I had. I didn't even want to go in. I didn't want to go to work. I wanted to just lay in bed, lay on the couch, watch Andy Griffin, huh? and just take it easy. But God's given me the strength to work through those days. Right. Huh? But I was get, getting back to this. The 10%. If I would take 10% of my time huh, and give that to the Lord. huh, 10% of my time and give that back to Him. The other 90% is responsibilities, rest, and all that. Uh, I wrote all them down. Uh, and here's what was wild about it. I wrote down my day from the time I got up uh, to the time I went to bed at night. How long it took me to get ready for work. How long it took me to to read if I read in the morning. Sometimes I don't sleep good at all. But anyway, to read and pray. Work that many hours of a day. I think I based it on a 10-hour day. Nine and a half, 10-hour day. Then what I do when I come home, the time there, then the time spent with the girls, and the time of this, and the time of that, time getting cleaned up. And I figured it all up and calculated that 24, listen to me, 20. I got this backwards, but I counted in in my day and that time, huh? And it figured out the time and the percentage, huh? That I needed to spend with God. That I wrote down on that sheet. Listen, thank God, I still got it. I wrote it down a couple times, huh? Let me explain it to you. The time that I said I would read and I would pray. And do the devotions to God. Out of all that time that I wrote down, the time of the devotion and prayer was 10%. Amen. 
right on the money. 10%. Huh? Take time to be holy. Amen. Praise God.